Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thirty, almost thirty years now, and yeah. uh, and just what 
caused you to want to start uh, wrestling. I know that you got the Flash name because you were like the uh, the, the the Goldberg of the '80s uh, because you were winning uh, matches so much when it came to your arm wrestling. Uh, and, and and if I'm not mistaken, that's where you got the Flash name from, right? Yeah. Uh, for about five years period of time, I mean, I just cut through everybody in a second. I mean, it was just a, it was a moniker I got and uh, didn't necessarily plan on using that in pro wrestling, but New Japan, when they brought me in, they just went with it. So, you know, and I, you know, it's, it's my arm wrestling nickname, but it stayed with me throughout my professional wrestling career. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember you back in the – I was a, a kid back in the AWA days when you were teaming <laughs> with John Nord. Uh, so Vern Gagne and Brian, uh, Brad Rangans uh, were, were two of, of your your uh, most notable trainers. How was it training with Gagne? I've heard so many Gagne stories of how intense it is and, and, and intense tra- uh, training with Brad as well. How is it? How's a day in life of training with those AWA stars? Well, Brad's the guy that had me, and it was torture. Mm-hmm. Believe it. I mean, eight, ten weeks of absolute hell. Vern pulled me out of camp a couple months, maybe a couple weeks early, and you know I wasn't upset about it. Believe me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. It was uh, it was one of the hardest things I've ever put put my myself through and Brad, Brad Reigns is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. It's just, and me and him, he, you know, he loved, you know, testing me. I like, you know, I mean, I pushed back as hard as I possibly could, you know, and I mean, he's an Olympian, he's a champion. He's a you know, double badass. And, uh, I mean, we went at it hard, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough time. I mean, I was glad to, <laughs> yeah, well, it helped you uh, a lot uh, within your career. Uh, not too far after your AWA career, you just uh, flourished in, in, in New Japan. Um, I, I would I would venture to say uh, the early '90s and then then the uh, late '90s going into 2000s. You spent quite quite a bit of time in New Japan. What were your most memorable matches competing for New Japan? I mean, that's for me. I mean, you know, I mean, that probably wasn't one of my greatest matches, but the match that we had in uh, North Korea was just unbelievable. I mean, I think 95,000 people. Yeah. That thing just, I mean, you stepped out, you know, <laughs> the curtain that day and looked around. I mean, it was just went on forever. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. And just you know, being there was Absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was the that, that Flair was, and Anoki, right? Yeah, that was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life with Flair and Anoki. That mm-hmm. or the second main event. I was the main event the first night, and Flair and Anoki the main event the second night, and uh, that was unbelievable. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just just like wow. I mean. <laughs> But yeah, that that you know that for sure was you know one of the big ones. I had a lot of great matches with guys like uh, you know Hashimoto, Muda, Chono, Nagata. I mean, just keep going, Takayama. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just a billion of them. And I mean, yeah. you know, when I when I take the first reason were Jurassic Powers. I mean, 
we're unstoppable. Right? And then, you know, I mean, that part of Warriors, you know, with Hawk and Kinsey, yep. Steiner Brothers, I mean, three badass teams. And, I mean, we went hard. You know, when me and Hunt wrestled Scott and Rick in a main event at uh, the Booty, yeah, the Booty Con, you know, it was the first time in a long time that they had a, a full-fledged American, you know, there was no Japanese blood in yep. All the main events. Yeah, and uh, that was a big day for us, man. I mean, we freaking toured the house. Those, probably my best matches were, had, you know, always had the Steiner Brothers in over there. I mean, it was just right up my alley. Yep. And uh, it was, you know, and Hurt was just phenomenal. I mean, we, we really went down there. I mean, and that was, you know, I think I was probably a better tag partner than a singles guy. I was a great, you know, I mean, I had a hell of a run as a singles wrestler, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, I just had some unreal tag matches. And, you know, we did a lot of, unlike here, you know, we, you know, every night uh, the card changes and, you know, we, we did a lot of six-man tags in Japan that were just in house shows that were unbelievable. I mean, when you got Muda, Hase, and Kinski on one side, you got three big Americans, mm-hmm. and you're turning it on, and this place is just going completely crazy. And, you know, people, you say Japanese fans just sit there and not do nothing. I mean, we just tore it apart. And you give these guys these comebacks, and they, I mean, it was just, you know, you could just go all night long, man. It was just awesome. So yeah. we had some. Had some, you know, some great times over there. You know, Matsusaya really gave me an opportunity that, you know, I mean, I was talking with uh, Houston Carson the other night at uh, a show I did, and uh, he was just talking, we're talking about the business going back and forth about, you know, and I said, well, man, when you get your break, your big break, you're going to be, he's ready now. Yeah. When I got my break, I was green, and Masa took the time to bring me along and, and you know, I mean, he worked the, the crap out of me. I mean, I worked every show, every tour, every match. And, you know, I mean, it was, but it, it was worth it. And they, you know, they got me, you know, they got me going. It was, it was, it was a great opportunity. I was very lucky, very grateful for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Masa was a big deal for, for me in my career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Masa, Masa is—he's a legend, <laughs> certainly. I, There's I always, no question about it. Yeah, that is one of the toughest guys that this business ever had, and I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, that was something else, man. Yeah, yeah, and a lot, a lot of a lot of the trainers uh, in, in Japan. Um, uh, just are really intense, and they and they really know. I've, I've interviewed many people who've had Japanese experience, and just a lot of times it's like night and day, you know, compared to American. Was it your success in the early '90s that got you the break into the into WCW? I'm not sure if that was the whole reason. What was what goes on in Japan when you first get going in Japan? They get you broken, and they get you where they want you to be. Then they want you to take off for a year or two. Get some, get some, you know, season in other places. They want you to go to Europe, and they want you to, you know, to the United States. Some. So, what actually happened is I went and had a trial with the WWE, and you know, 
they offered me a deal, but you know, it just we just didn't put together. And then Eric Bischoff called me and said, "What the hell are you doing that for?" He says, "I'm the president of WCW, and Eric, come work for me." <laughs> so I went and worked for him. Then all of a sudden, New Japan cut the deal with uh, WCW, and then they put you know me back in the fold as far as bringing the NWO to New Japan. So it, was, it just worked out. I mean. Right place, right time. It was awesome. Yeah. Now, two of the two of the teams that you're in the uh, that you're known for the most uh, in WCW was, of course, like we said, Vicious and Delicious with Buff, and then Fire and Ice with Ice Train. Now, who came up with that idea? It, it seemed like it really didn't go too well because you were like a mean, aggressive heel. And then with Ice Train, well, I liked Ice Train, but it just didn't seem like the team clicked as much. What were your overall thoughts on that team? I hate this question, bro. <laughs> and we we're just we we're so different, and you know, you got to be willing to work with the other guy. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't uh, that didn't happen. You look at okay, look at how different me and Bay were. Mm-hmm. We worked together. We made it work. I mean, if, if Marcus didn't break his neck a night till that night, we'd have had a run that would have been pretty damn good. I mean, right, right where we needed to be. And you know, we we just were seamless. When we trained, it was such a battle just to get. I mean, just to get out of the locker room. So yeah, you know, it just it wasn't. Uh, just didn't, and uh, Kevin Sullivan put that together, and uh, I never said, hey, man, thanks. <laughs> it, wasn't, it just wasn't any good. It just, yeah. You know, I mean, when you're, you know, it's just like uh, we're tugging at two different ends and we're getting anywhere. Yeah. And it resonated on the on on TV as well. Just I mean, just as a fan watching that, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just watching that in high yeah. school, I was like, I like I I like Norton, but them two together just really didn't click. I mean, both of you were behemoths, you know. But at the same time, it still didn't really work out. Thankfully, you were able to. I have a run in the in, in the NWO, which was very successful uh, entity. Uh, it got a bit diluted afterwards. What are your overall thoughts on the NWO uh, and just uh, just just the start of it, how hyped it was, and then just the, kind of how it faded and the reaction when a lot of people start joining. Well, and, you know, it's it's kind of hard to put it. You know, just too much politics. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, you know, I mean, that they, that couldn't have gone on longer. It just, you know, there was a lot of other things that was way beyond what I know Yeah. going on with that. It, it was being tugged at different, hundred different ways for Sunday. But, uh, you know, I can't really go into it because I don't really want to bear anybody. Mm-hmm. I just won't do that. You know, that's business. Yeah. You know, Eric Bischoff did a great job. You know, and I mean, uh, trying to control what he had to control stuff. And uh, I just, you know, I just don't really, you know, them guys were awesome brothers, man. They're just great friends. And, you know, they always did to me. So, I, you know, I just don't really, 
you want, you know, I'm not going to bury anybody. Yeah, well, well, not necessarily anyone else, just your particular, um, you know, uh, analysis on just your run. Because, um, you know, initially, you know, you were teaming with Buff, and it actually ended up working for you because you worked in Japan and ended up winning the IWGP oh, yeah. Heavyweight Championship. You, you beat uh, Nagata, who's a legend in Japan. Yeah, I mean, I was going to be in Japan no matter what. Mm-hmm. When I got when we did the NWO in Japan, it was huge. And when I brought the when it was brought to Japan, it just it was a I mean it was so big it was as big in Japan as it was here, mm-hmm. and nobody understands that. And it just put me on a, a rocket. I mean, yeah, it was awesome because that was my country. That's why I you know, it was you know they they centered around myself, you know what I mean? I had a really unbelievable run there. And, you know, I won, you know, I won the IWGP championship twice. I won the tag titles twice. You know, it was just, it was an awesome run to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I worked more tours than any other American, and I worked a longer straight 16 years for that company, and nobody ever did that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I had a hell of a run there. It was it was a hell of a company. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, New Japan and the NWO was, I mean, when we got there, when I first started, people would meet you at the airport, reporters and fans, and it was, you know, let it die down, then, you know, because you're coming so much, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Jeff Farmer got off, NWO Sting got off the plane, you know, come on. And it was packed with reporters, and everybody's wearing NWO shirts. I'm going, good night, man. Look at this, Jeff. We need a press conference. We didn't even know we're going to do a press conference. I was tired. <laughs> Get to the hotel, same thing. Next morning, we, you know, you know, guess the bus at 10 o'clock, right? Then the, the, the New Japan bus is painted NWO black. And gold. I mean, it was just beautiful. $150,000 page out on this bus, I guess. So, I mean, they, they're all in, man. It was just awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I interviewed a Farmer on my show last year, and he was talking about uh, uh, just how big um, you you, you and, and, and he was uh, in Japan. And just <laughs> he was saying how the NWO sting in Japan was more over than the actual sting was in the States. You know, uh, compared to how Sting was more over, and of course the NWO Sting in the states, and you know how you know you guys became uh, uh, just a team, just such a dominant team, and it was great. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call. Oh, really? it yeah, go ahead. I had a lot of great matches with with NWO Sting. He just, see, he, they don't know how over he was over there. I mean, he he had, he did. He had a hell of a run with his fans, and Martha loved him. And, uh, yeah, Jeff, he, he, was, he was there, man. We had, you know, we, we did everything together. We worked together. We trained together. We, we did it all. Just a couple bugs on the road. It was a good man. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, uh, speaking of New Japan, you were able to uh, return to New Japan after a, a very long hiatus uh, from the company. Uh, this year, I watched I watched Wrestle Kingdom as 
it's one of my favorite shows to watch every year is Russell Kingdom. You were in the New Japan Rumble, and then uh, the following day, uh, you teamed up with uh, some some formal some former formal uh, colleagues from Team 2000 to defeat the Bullet Club, which was huge. How how was uh, you called back to to return to New Japan, and how was your experience uh, just kind of reliving the, uh, those those days those those uh, days that you had you know some of the most successful times of your career. I was awesome. I mean. Well, they, when, you know, they, I was a surprise guest on the on the Rumble, and uh, I mean, places went nuts. I mean, it was just, it was, I was so, I was so grateful that you know they forgot about me, <laughs> and I knew they didn't. I was just, it was awesome. And then getting back in there, and God, it was like our first. You know, I was, I was pretty nervous. I mean, which I shouldn't be. I mean, I only wrestled with fifteen thousand matches over there, but. You know, and it was just, it was great. Then the next night at Corgan Hall was, I love this place. I don't know if you've ever been. It's a, it's a, it's a small arena and it's, it's legendary. You know, they do a lot of boxing and, and, but, you know, they do four or five wrestling shows a week. And it's just the best place now. It just it's awesome. And then people were just so cool. But I mean, it was just great getting back and being back in that yeah, situation, absolutely. you know, and all the people and I mean, here's fans that years ago I took a picture with this couple and I'm holding up the little baby. Mm-hmm. Kid the size of a football. <laughs> and that kid came up to me this last tour or last time I was there. Showed me that picture, and he was looking me right in the eye, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot, of, you know. I just it was unreal. It was it was cool. So, yeah, that is awesome. Man. That's yeah. very special to me. It was uh, that's you know that's my home, man. That's why I did. Yeah, it was great to see you. Too. Just watching it, I, I as much as I know about you know, I cover uh, wrestling, <laughs> you know. Uh, and as a journalist, I know a whole lot of stuff, you know, from the backstage and I was watching and I knew, you know, of some people that were supposed to be in the rumble. But, uh, when you came out, I was like, Whoa, there's, there's Norton. <laughs> it was great to see yeah. you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a great thing. So let the listeners know once again about the best of the best events you got coming up. Yep. Me and Buff, we're going to be the best of the best, best, uh, April 21st in, uh, Murfreesboro. I'm telling you, we're like, we are going to tear that place up. There's <laughs> nice. nobody safe that night. I'm telling you, man. Anybody will get back in there. It's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be good, man. I'm telling you something. I'm getting ready. Awesome. And awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tap with you guys. <laughs> that's great. It's hey, great. Hey. For everybody in Tennessee listening to this show, uh, listen, once again, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, April 21st. Scott Flash Norton, Vicious and Delicious with Buff Bagwell. They are going to tear the place up. And Murfreesboro will never be the same again after that night. And and Scott Norton is yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It will be at the hands of Scott Norton, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you being on the show. (laughs) All right, have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Scott Flash Norton, ladies and gentlemen. 
Pancakes and Power Slam show, episode 256, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a big pack show tonight. Big shout out to uh, Scott Flash Norton. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom return. How about that? That was uh, really, really good to see for Scott Flash Norton. But ladies and gentlemen, we got so much to cover tonight. So without further ado, let's bring on the co-host for tonight. Uh, none other than uh, from Under the Mat Radio. He is here. He is the co-host of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't noticed, he is here weekly now with us. He has joined us. We're still going to have guest co-hosts. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's been such a fantastic co-host and uh, we're We've, we've developed such a great friendship with them within the past year that, uh, yeah, he's here and he's going to be with us. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring on Evan Tech Prout from Under the Mat Radio. How are you tonight, sir? It's going on good. It's always an honor to it be would on be here. It's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show as always, man. Always. Always Absolutely. a pleasure. Pancakes, Power Slams, Waffles, and Wrist Locks. You know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Pancakes and power slams, waffles and wrist locks, and you have uh, crates, you have, uh, crates syrup and, and plexus. There you syrup go. Sea plexus, uh, cradles and crates. I can go on and on. <laughs> Crepes and uh, cradles. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a little baby right. addition to the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a light, a light edition. Sounds good, man. Without, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. Let's start off with the uh, unfortunate, the unfortunate news about the this week. It's it has been a very, very rough, rough um, uh, year. For for professional wrestling fans, uh, there's been quite a few uh, losses uh, within the pro wrestling community this year. Um, since the last show, which was last Tuesday, uh, we had Nicole Bass, uh, we had um, we had uh, uh, George the Animal Steel, and we had Ivan Koloff all pass. Uh, so, real tough, uh, really, really, really tough. Um, uh, that we've seen this year within the pro wrestling community. So, uh, Evan, uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, just the really, really tough losses uh, the, the past week, which was uh, Nicole Bass, Ivan Koloff, and uh, George the Animal Steel. Yeah, it was it was tough, man. I, um, you know, I, I was out. Uh, I was sad out. I was a little late. Rare, rare event. I'm late to the wrestling news. I was. Uh, out to eat with with, uh, with my wifey and um, uh, a fellow buddy of mine uh, sent me a text and said, "Hey, bro, did you hear?" Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, fellow wrestlers was hitting me up and was like, "Hey, um, you know, veteran was talking and talking you know, about Ivan Koloff and talking about different things." He's like, "Yeah, now Ivan Koloff." I'm like, "What do you mean Ivan Koloff?" He's like, "Bro, you ain't here. Like Ivan Koloff passed away this morning." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, Rick Flair confirmed it." And you know, I hurt my heart with Ivan. I had I had um, Ivan on my show about a year or so ago, and I, I'll send you the link. And Ivan was so sweet, man. Um, you know, we talked off the air a few times. You know, he was a brother, of course, in Christ. His nice was just the sweetest, and he was yeah. such a nice guy. You know, total, t- 
total 180 of what you remember is the Russian bear and then the Russians and him and Crusher Khrushchev and Nikita. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Ivan will be missed. And uh, I will say that him not being in the WWE Hall of Fame while he was living is it, a travesty. It's yes. similar to Savage. It's just, you know, why wasn't he in the Hall of Fame? Of course, of course there's other people deserving. I read a lot of stuff online. Yeah, well, you know, so and so's in the Hall of Fame, but not Ivan Koloff. But Ivan to be missed. Ivan was was a great guy. Um, Nicole Bass said, "I'm, I'm close friends. Um, someone that doesn't know in the business, I'm not gonna mention his name. I'm close friends with someone that's close friends with her, and I know she was very private. And uh, Ari had got um, some word early in the year, and actually last year that um, she was dealing with some health issues. But Nicole Bass to be missed." Um, very funny, very random from uh, what I've known of her. Never met her personally, but just from talks and being friends with people that are friends with her and watching her at different shows. So uh, WWE hasn't posted anything that I know of of her passing. No. I'm actually shocked. No. They didn't put anything up on the website. They didn't mention anything. It's like, how could you not? The woman worked, you know, for your company, even if it was for not long. She's known professional body bodybuilding. Right. For WWE, but um, she'll be missed. And like I said, man, George Anderson was still, uh, you know, I had this toy. His tongue was always green. He was eating the turnbuckles when I was a kid. And uh, only I met him briefly in, in Rhode Island, um, um, but two years ago. And George was great. Uh, my former co-host, uh, shoot name is George. He was like George, you know. He was picking with him about that. Strong guy, such a nice guy, very intelligent. Very intelligent. He was just, you know, he was just, he was a bundle of joy. He was just taking with everybody that walked by and stopped at his booth, just having fun. So, this definitely. And to mention ESPN, they didn't do this for anybody else. They didn't know for Childhood. They didn't know for George Animal Steel. But ESPN on that live ticker, during the NCAA basketball game, actually said on the ticker wrestling, and shouted out Ivan Koloff and said wrestling legend. Ivan Koloff has it away. I thought that mm-hmm. was something. To, um, no, to see. They didn't do it for George Animal Steel. They didn't do it for Chavo Senior. Uh, they didn't do it for Nicole Bass, but they did it for um, Ivan Koloff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I see. Here's the thing with with Koloff. A lot of people don't realize just the the uh, what he really meant to the wrestling industry. Because uh, so many people remember this, my, my nephew Nakita, you know, and which was awesome. Sure. Um, but I mean, he broke Bruno's streak. You know, he was the one who broke yeah. Bruno to win the uh, WWE Championship, and you know, he uh, yeah, he was he was a former champion. I mean, he was a former WWE champion. You know, uh, there, there's been there's been. You know, talks that WWE may have been petty. I really hope this isn't the case, but um, I really hope that I really, really hope that this isn't the case. There's been some talks that uh, they, they might they might have they they, they might have been uh, petty because he's a part of that class action lawsuit going on. But I really, really hope that WWE isn't. That petty. I mean, they they gave him a a, a little bit of a salute uh, during Raw, during the latter part of Raw. But um, you know, I, I think he deserved a video package as well. I'd imagine they didn't want to overdo it. Uh, they could have done it on SmackDown, but you know, <laughs> I didn't see a package on SmackDown. Um, so 
I think he deserves a package as well. Um, I think that, uh, like I said, for those who, you know, uh, grew up in the 80s and, you know, in the 90s, we, you know, the, those 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 are the people who really don't understand what right. Ivan meant to the business, you know, just because he, uh, late 70s, you know, was really his peak um, uh, as far as just a competitor toward the 80s when he was competing in the NWA, that's when he was uh, winding down. He was playing more of a uh, managerial role for Nikita, um, which was still good. I mean, it was still good, but a lot of people don't really understand, you know, what he meant to the business. Uh, As far as Nicole Bass is concerned, I mean, you know, she was, she fell off the face of the earth as far as the pro wrestling industry for, Mm -hmm. for quite some time now. Um, but you know, she was. I thought she was the, the most, the weirdest looking, most you know. Uh, I mean, she yeah. was China before China was cool, man. I mean, like <laughs> just like just the bodybuilding, yeah. you know, powerlifting, and just I was like, who the heck is this? When she was, uh, <laughs> she was, yeah, anything Yeah, during the Attitude Era, <laughs> and she was the monster. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean. I, Still young, I think she was like fifty-two, fifty-three years old. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really tough to see that, you know. My, you know, I was seventy-four, George was seventy-nine, you know. So they, you know, they were yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've been, they've been in the world for quite some time. But Nicole Bass was twenty, twenty-five years younger than they were, you know. So that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's sad to see as, as a wrestling fan. It's sad to see everyone go. I was, you know, we were talking about this at church uh, on Sunday as far as just Ivan and, and, and as uh, Jesse, Ven- Jesse Ventura would say, animal steel. Uh, <laughs> see, them, see them pass on. Um, but, you know, they, they they were childhood. You know, they were old in our childhood. You know what I mean? So, uh, so it, the time is coming where a lot of our childhood stars are going to be kind of whisting away, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 I was I was at the gym uh, this this morning. Uh, I was thinking about either this morning when I was at the gym or, or yesterday I was at the gym. I was like, man, just think about Vince passing. You know, he's he's getting up there. He's starting yeah. to look really rough and and in age, and you know, it just Vince McMahon passing. You know, and and Ric Flair. You know, there's there's people, you know, around that late sixties early in the mid seventies age range that we were right. kids watching, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, those years are, are, are starting to expire, unfortunately. And we just got to kind of brace ourselves for the, you know, the next, the, these are the years that we need to brace ourselves that a lot of our childhood stars are going to be passing on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is true, man. Yeah. With, with Nicole Bass though, it's, you know, I mean, early fifty-three. I mean, that's young, you know. And and yeah, she could have lived another thirty-five, forty years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she lived, if she lived as long as uh, Animal Steel, uh, you know, that would have been another twenty-five years. You know, over twenty-five years. So, you know, it's it's really tough to you know, and you know, we can analyze and we can dig deep as far as you know why the conditions happened where she was. I mean, she was a bodybuilder and a lot of things going on, but, you know, I can't really, I'm not at that place right now to, to, especially as as 
as it is right now to our family to, to make any type of right. conspiracy theories or diagnoses or anything like that. But, you know, it's just, I would just encourage people that, you know, whoever's in that, in the bodybuilding business, uh, just to be very careful, you know, just as yeah. a, as a bodybuilding, as a bodybuilder, as a professional wrestler, anybody who's in the sports business, you just have to be very, very careful. We've seen that. I've read, I've read an article about that years ago about Bleach Report about, you know, so many people who died under 40 and there's yeah. just so many people who just getting caught up in certain lifestyles and just, and just, you know, some, some, some sports related you know, quote unquote medical treatment, and just you just got to be very careful in the sports industry. Yeah, you have to. And um, shout out to to, uh, to Chris Bell, um, who actually uh, um, I was in actually currently in talks with with his people to bring him on the show. If you're not sure, he's the director for Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Um, he has a new documentary called Prescription Thugs. Um, what his well, his late brother now sadly he was addicted to steroids, and um, his brother did some uh, job work for WWE, and uh, Chris was a bodybuilder. And the reason why I mention is because I think in Bigger, Stronger, Faster, or his second documentary, Lethal Reigns, if you remember him, um, yep. uh, Lethal Reigns was actually uh, talking about taking steroids and the bodybuilding, and even um, if you remember the Japanese mafia. Click that Tajiri had when he was cruiserweight champ. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, kind of uh, who was it? Yeah, no, no, not kind of. It was uh, uh Tajiri, Tajiri, Japanese click, the the mafia type. Oh, it was him. It yeah. was a Jimmy Wang gang. It yep. was Terry, and it was the shorter, the shorter, um, the shorter one, the little more American. He was on there as well, and talked about his uh his battles with, you know, the pills or the juice as they call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it is something. Um, it is something. So just be careful. Yeah, absolutely. So on a on a lighter note, uh, we did have the Rock, the Rock, uh, the Rock, <laughs> and and L A. Uh, there was you know much uh, reports that uh, that he was in L A. Uh, they thought you know many people thought he was going to appear on Raw, but he ended up. Doing a uh, afterwards um, to to promote his movie uh, documenting page. I still don't understand that, Mike. I know that I he either. has the the Seven Bucks Productions and uh, and he does the movie. You know, he does his own productions and stuff like that. And uh, uh, Brian Cohorts is a big. Would anybody care about a movie on page? I, that's what I'm like. I, I just <laughs> I don't get <laughs> it. No one, they're real with care. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even watch a movie about Paige if it was available in the network. I, I just wouldn't care enough to, 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 to really spend time to, to in my leisure. Now, now if I was trying to dig something to cover, you know, to write about, I, I would. But, I mean, but I, just from my leisure, if I was at the gym doing cardio or something, I, no. there's something I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't look at. You know, but no. I, something about Paige's life, The Rock is interested in uh, enough, and, and WWE is giving you know him him you know the okay. I mean, he he came and 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 used the uh, under WWE watch. He he came to LA, and there was some reports saying that uh, WWE was not happy about what happened. Yeah, as Vince, far as Vince was uh, trying to get yeah, Vince was trying to get the officials. 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this was trying to tell them to stop. Yeah, they this weren't happy about that. But yeah, Rock exactly. I mean, what Rock is it really boil down to? Yeah, I'm I'm upset with you, Rock. So what? I mean, that really is not going to boil down. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset with. It doesn't matter if you're upset. I'll just leave for another two, three years. I'll just I'll just keep making the kids twenty to thirty million dollars a movie. And um, yeah, yeah, you're still going to exactly. need me back definitely now. You, you, you know, Brock is the power. Brock still is a box office name. Vince doesn't have big box office names, so you pretty right. much going to need me for Mania or SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. the, the WWE needs The Rock way more than The Rock needs WWE. I mean, you, yeah, you can does. you can bet on that. Yeah, so. <laughs> Hey, let, let, let me remind let me remind the listeners that's listening live and that's listening to this archives, whether it be tomorrow or next week and next month or next year. The Rock has black in him. He's African American too. Just want to remind people he's Samoan, but he's also black. Well, African American, whatever word you want to use. His dad yeah. name was Rocky Johnson. He's a Canadian African American. Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Soul Man Rocky Johnson. But shout out to Gregory Helm, Shane Helm, who was on my show two hours ago. Great guy who tells a great story about the Rock and talks about Rocky Soul Man Johnson. So you have to listen to my show to hear it. But yeah, the Rock's dad is black and he's Canadian. But WWE doesn't tell you that. They just keep promoting that he's Samoan. Right. So I just wanted to remind. <laughs> And no, you cannot count The Rock And it's Black History Month You cannot count The Rock as a black WWE champion That's wrong He's black, he's Samoan Because of Samoan, that's what he is So we're still waiting After 60 some odd years In WWE's history For the first African American WWE Or as Carl's Love called Double Double E Double double E. I love double double E. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean I just and I love the Rock. Nah, I never against the Rock. Nothing against his dad. I love the Rock. His mom is great. Just you know, just wanted to remind people. Yeah, I mean there's you know there's there's that that's the great debate. I mean it will just continue to be debated for so long. And there's been I've I've read a lot about it. You know, there was one really good. I I, I I'm not you know for advertising purposes. I uh, uh, I'm not going to plug stuff that don't pay me unless it's really really good. Uh, if I remember the name of the article, I would plug it, but I don't remember it. But uh, I don't even remember the author. Um, but he was talking about just uh, the lack of. Um, Black stars in the WWE since this is uh, the second to last Black History Month uh, edition. Uh, the, the, the Pancakes and Power Slam show during Black History Month. Um, right. uh, you know we we want to be we want to be fair to all of our listeners and we thank everybody. Uh, but I do think this is a very uh, interesting uh, subject to you know from for oh, cool. from a discussion standpoint. You know I. I don't. There has not been one, you know, black WWE champion. I mean, people say The Rock. I mean, okay, yeah, you can do that, but at the same time, you know, people like Mark Henry never had an opportunity. Yeah, you're a world champion, but that's not the same thing. People like Booker T. Yeah, you were a world champion, but that's not the same thing. 
you know, that trail ran cold when the big gold belt, you know, uh, left. You know what I mean? When they merged to the TLC, that trail ran cold. Yeah, you know, and exactly. uh, you know what I mean, and uh, you know it, it. It will be really, really good to see a, a WWE champion, um, not even uh, not even Universal champion. Yeah, you can do Universal champion, but at the same time, I want to see a WWE champion uh, who's black. I mean, there's been there were there were talks that Lashley was the guy. I mean, there's been many talks uh, over the years, many reports over the years that Vince McMahon loved Lashley. He wanted him to be the guy. But my, my the thing is with Lassie though is that the guy had he was so athletic, but he looks so bland. Uh, 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 up to probably a couple of years ago, he had absolutely zero charisma, and that would have really hurt him. Yeah, he saw spoken hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you would need a manager. For, he he has the softest voice. He's so strong, but he doesn't sound threatening. You right. know what I mean? Who do you like think would have been a good uh, manager for him? Somebody that's black. I mean, don't, I don't say, say don't, don't say Teddy, Teddy Long thugging and bugging enterprises. Please don't. No. 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 Oh, no. Uh, Matt Millicent. <laughs> nah, no. I, I, I would. Nah, and we, we love Teddy. Um, I would say like back in the day, like a slick, like a Reverend Slick. Ah. Somebody like like Heenan, you know. I mean, I love Heenan. Heenan oh yeah, Heenan and Lashley, that would have been he, good, absolutely. Heenan. Who do you think in like the mid two thousands would have been good for him? What, what about uh, Estrada? Yeah, I was gonna mention. I'm, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name one name. That's 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 obvious, and I'm gonna name another name that you're gonna be like, wow. I'm gonna name three. Estrada, loved him. Remember Abraham Washington? Remember oh, the original yeah. manager? W. P.W. <laughs> and I would even say uh, Heyman. Got fired for making the Kobe reference. How about that? Wow, we, we gotta bring him back. And um, yeah, Heyman. Huh? Heyman. Yeah, think... Heyman. Heyman. <clears throat> and Heenan. They they could enough, and I love Cornette too. Heyman and Heyman could make anyone. And I don't care what color, anything it would be great. And and if Lashley was back in the day, Grand Wizard could have worked great with him. Freddie Blassie, I mean, back in the day, managers was just was was great. Paul Allen, that's the number. Paul Allen, Paul Allen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul yeah, yeah. would be Blassie great. Paul, even five, now, even now, but the four kids mm-hmm. of Rocket don't know who Paul Allen is. Yeah. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think that he's he doing fantastic with the authors yeah, of pain. Yeah. I think he is the perfect. Yeah. I think he is the perfect manager for the authors of pain because he brings old school back to wrestling, which I absolutely love. The heels are dominant. They don't talk much. They really don't. I mean, authors of pain really don't talk at all. They, I mean, they do like you know some type of odd language like they, they just they don't know what the heck you're doing or saying uh but at the same time you, you sound intimidating you know what i mean so be, be, I mean, speaking of not talking and then good uh buddy of mine bart barbarian i know what the man sounds like when he's backstage talking i have you know i know the main government and stuff he told me, and I never thought about this. And we all in the wrestling, we all been fans for years, and we in the business and media wise. He said, "Hey, butter, me no talk, never talking for a camera." 
he speaks broken English. Hey, you know, right? He said he laughed and put his hand on my shoulder. His hand felt like a fifty pound weight. And said, "Hey, he said, brother, me no talk. Dungeon the Doom faces fear. WWE, me no talk." And I was like, "You know what? Barbarians never talked on camera. You mm-hmm. wrestled for forty something years, but mm-hmm. they don't need to talk. Mingus never talk. Barbarian never talk." Um, but because they had good stick man, they had you know you had Paul Jones with, with Barbarian. You had Paul. Oh yeah, Jones oh yeah, Paul Jones. Jones yeah. You know you Paul had uh, you, you when they when he was with the uh, um, uh, the Powers of Pain. You know they they had a uh, um, Fuji. Uh, Fuji. Uh, you know, and then and then you know and then the Head Shrinkers they had uh, Alpha. You know what I mean? So right. Uh, and Alpha barely even said anything. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, so, you, you know, know he, he had Hannah, yeah. you had Sullivan. Dungeon of Doom, they had Jimmy Dungeon Hart. Mm-hmm. You had Jimmy Hart, you had Sullivan. Don't forget, yep. you had Colonel Robert Parker. Yep. It was, it, it was so, but, you know, I will say even if you could have, like, a hologram, somebody you didn't mention, Gary Hart. Gary Hart was oh, very I mean, this man yes. that was warrior. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, like I said, it's Lashley could have. I mean, like I said, I like what Lashley's doing now. But um, Lashley could have did it. Look at See, that's the thing with that's the thing with heels, though. I mean, I I'm not a fan of a monster heel speaking at all. I mean, that's no. like that's the reason why Braun Strowman is so over now because he rarely talks. I mean, it's like. WWE, as much as I criticize WWE about stuff, about creative and writing, I think I they are doing Strowman. a fantastic job with Braun Strowman. I, I really, just, just the old school dominant heel, just getting a bunch of heat, I think they're doing fantastic with that. And when he comes out, they, 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 they drag the nickname down your throat, the monster among men. They say right. that at least three times when he walks out to the ring, five times when he wrestles, and three times when he leaves. That's great yeah. marketing because they keep digging it in your head. The monster Absolutely. of men, Braun Strowman, who, yep. for other people in there, great guy, nice guy. But he doesn't talk. I wouldn't have to yeah. speak a word. Yeah, I mean, it's Have people walk around like things. Sting walked for a year and a half and didn't say where he just pointed it back. And that was one of the best things ever in WWE. And like that, that that was one of the biggest things that hurt Kane is when he started talking. Like he he had, you know, he started with the voice box and then he started talking more and more and more. It was just like, uh, the the mystique is just the the mystique just goes away. Like when when you do that, so you know. Undertaker cut a promo every now and then, you know, but he used to talk too much. You know, there was a time he talked way too much. But <laughs> nowadays, you he's mean the Ministry Taker? Uh, just you mean yeah, the ABA Taker, you know, the, Ministry the, the Taker. Grandest. Yeah, just I mean, he just started talking the way grandest, too much. The grandest, grandest vision, grandest design. Ministry Taker, uh, my favorite, my favorite visual of Taker. Taker to me look. The evil, the most evil he had, even though Taker said it was his worst of his career. And they take a look, as far as the character-wise, the personification of evil and, and demonic was that. I love how that ministry take a look, but mm-hmm. his his promos, good gosh. Oh, grandest man. vision, grandest uh, design. Then no American thanks. Bad, American, <laughs> we had a yeah, joke. Taker, <laughs> Me and yeah. 13, American yeah. uh, Butt Taker. 
It was like take a we had to be hot. It's August. He wore a skirt. He wore a hat. He wore he wore a bandana. <laughs> a big long a leather row. jacket. Uh, yeah, that big long leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> jacket. Uh. It's August. You were California. Right. Denim, <laughs> denim jacket, gloves, boots, vest. The bandana, shades. Yeah. Glass. Driving a motorcycle. Yeah, right. <laughs> that dreamer had to drink. <laughs> yeah, was... which he did talk about. Dreamer said he got paid seven grand for that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he yeah, better have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got the Not New Day that, um, hosting uh, WrestleMania 33. The translation, you know, there's. Real quick on this one, uh, the translation to this to me is like, we you're selling a lot of merch. We have nothing to do with you. There's there's absolutely no type of creative direction, um, and you want to host. I mean, that would be either host or be the Andre the Giant Moral Battle Royal. Uh, I, I just I love the New Day. I'm, I've been very vocal about me loving the New Day. Uh, you know. Throughout my entire show that they've been, in. I love it. Uh, the host thing, uh, I mean, it, it, I guess if you're not going to be involved in a marquee match, I mean, last year they were they were involved in some you know just kind of blow off rinky dink. That never just, happened. Yeah, that match. I mean, it was they they were champions, but they were feuding. Not for the championship, but against the League of Nations, and and half the League of Nations are gone. You know, so it's like it really didn't mean. It was just the worst thing. I can't understand how you're in the booking booking team. They're like, yeah, they're champions, but yeah, League of Nations, and then the League of Nations beat them. So it just seems like the whole purpose of that feud was to push. I mean, to have a feel good moment with the old old guys. You know uh, uh, Austin Hart, uh, Austin Michaels, and Foley, and I'm like, I'm a big fan of that, and I'm one of those guys who am a big fan of the part timers coming back because the WWE right. has not built anyone, hardly anyone, other than Cena. You know, you can say Orton, Edge, yeah, Batista, yeah, you know, but over the past dozen years, there has not been one really larger than life, you know, person that, you know, if, if they came back, you'd be like, whoa, you know, and so because of Hogan. that, I like, Hogan's I like seeing months. the old school. Yeah. 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 So, it's, it's, it, it, and like I said, I was, I was dead mania last year and, and the crowd went crazy. But like you said, it was, it was, so, don't get me started on mania 32. A lot of that was just filler. It was just like, oh, yeah. New, New Day could have won. And you easily could have had the heels beat them up, and you couldn't exactly. do with the feel good moment. The yep. new, it's, it's new day, like you said, we ain't got nothing else for you to do, but we need you on the show because you're the number one seller of merch under this mm-hmm. song. Now you're overseen her. So we need you, Dad, to put button seats for people to sell <clears throat> because our merchandise and our big names right now is still in a crapper. Yep. Because there's no rock. Austin may not be there, but. I mean, really, Austin there is cool, but I doubt if he does. Especially if shows not He'll probably do. I was going to say, he'll probably do like a Stone Cold podcast, but as we, you know, revealed last week, they're not even thinking about having those anymore. So, yeah, 
Right. Whoever's selling big on merch, we got to have New Day, Enzo, you got to have them. We got to have them. Captain 4K Cena will be there. You know, Rollins there may not be there. The Rock could be there. The Rock does what he wants. (laughs) Taker will be there, but he's not. And it goes to show you of. Fans get fans hit me up all the time over the years and shows IWC, that WWE, that part timers, why they there? Because look at the names, look at the talent pool back then. Yes. We sell merch. Look at Triple H. Look at oh, Triple H is corporate. He don't count. But still, Triple H name draws money. Even though Triple H name really draws money mainly against people that draw more money with him, like Triple H, like Sting, like Michaels, like Undertaker. <clears throat> Triple H can draw money. But the most of the money Triple H has joined is when he wrestled against people that had bigger names than him. Right. But you gotta just, have this. Just think of it this way. Just think of it this way. So you have. I just broke down, and we're, we're about to talk about that here, here about here, in just a moment. Uh, the the ratings breakdown. So within the past thirty weeks, there's been um, it, it averages to about a little under three million um, uh, a show a week. And so, I mean, that, that number is so embarrassing to how it was, you know, just some years ago. And, it, like, if, if TNA was at its peak uh, and they were getting, like, two and a half, and if TNA was at its peak uh, back now as opposed, and, and WWE was still doing their numbers, it would be a lot closer <laughs> than what it yeah. used to be. Uh, yeah. and And it's like... The WWE doesn't. I mean, they need to really pay attention to that because it's like if you think about what's causing the WWE to be so low, you know, in numbers, and it's simply it's simply because you have people like I, I'm a big Roman Reigns fan. I've said this many times, but you have yeah. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens every week. You have Gosh. people like Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, who aren't being built as stars. They're being they're being built as good wrestlers, yes, but they're not being built as stars. I mean, there there's no star power. All of them are struggling so much to be built as you know stars, and you, you, that was never an issue. You know, when it came to you know, right. you know, people in the Dallas Sportatorium, and you know, what I mean, it's like, and it's it, it's really, really it, sad. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's like it's this, and I'm not gonna mention names because I'm cool with the guy. Here's here's the show too, and he does tons of Facebook videos. And if you want to know Featherstone, I'll tell you at the show who he is. Him, himself, and a whole bunch of people. We need wrestling back in the old days. It's just wrestling and not this stuff. Okay, but wrestling by itself is boring. And it doesn't sell. Look at Dean Malenko. Look at Chris Benoit on WCW. Look at Eddie before it. You have have wrestling is good, but you gotta have some type of entertainment. Now don't overdo it with all these dumb skits. But you gotta have some kind kind of entertainment value. Case case in point, like you said, Latino heat is what got Guerrero over. Period. Exactly. The LWO. Look at that. That's when in WCW he was getting over, but the guy still can wrestle. Look at Jericho. Out Russell spoke anybody, and he put Goldberg to sleep real life. <clears throat> but he had stuff to list, or, or it was the scarf, or different things. And 
Kevin Owens, and, and um, I, I can't remember who, who was on my show who said this, and we said it. I met Kevin Owens before, good guy. He looks like a guy that works at GameStop or that works at Home Depot. And it's nothing against Kevin Owens. But you got to add some kind of luster. Kevin yep. Owens and Rollins looks like an indie wrestler in WWE because it's a different world. <clears throat> so that's why when the, when the, the part-timers, the Brocks, the Stings, the Goldbergs, the Batistas, or as Eddie used to call them, the Bautistas, comes <laughs> in, they draw money. Yep. Bring back Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio came back huge. Angle come back huge. Because it was a different time period. Flat huge. Hogan come back huge. And the Taker. only reason, take, yeah, Taker come back huge. Because it was a different different type of art. Now, granted, Michael's too. But and the only reason why CM Punk would be huge is because the way he left. If he didn't do that mm-hmm. hype bomb, he'd be just like Seth Rollins. Yep. He was. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, right, that's the yeah, thing. Right. People see, and I, I, I will speak against CM Punk until my last breath, if I, if, if need be, because CM Punk is so overhyped to me, and it's ridiculous. And it's like you got so many people chanting CM Punk, CM Punk. He was champ for four hundred and thirty-four days, and not did not move the. Ratings needle not an Ounce and it's Like you know don't give me this Crap that yeah he didn't main event Shows and things like that Don't give me that because it Doesn't matter you know if if punk Was on the card And He main event or not People will still be interested In watching if it doesn't Matter who it is that would be the same Thing as saying you know Shawn Michaels being on, you know, a, a show and he, him not main eventing, you know, he, he, Shawn Michaels ever since, like from, from O2, like when he came back mm-hmm. in O2, he won the world title and that was the only title that he had, period. I mean, he, he retired, uh, what, 26? So that was, yeah. uh, what, 2000, 2000, uh, what? So so eight years. He 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 was there for eight years and he did not win the WWE championship not one time. He had the world t- title for uh, like a month and he lost was there for eight years. Yeah, lost to Triple H. And it's like eight years, legendary figure and you know he was he was still relevant. You know he had he had a feud with JBL. He had feuds with Jericho. His Jericho feud was amazing. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, yeah, it was great. And, and Triple yeah, H. And, feud. When he, yeah, when yeah Triple H. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like he was still relevant. He was his character was still important in his forties. You know, and it's like. You you can't come to me with that crap of, you know, when CM Punk comes, you know, I still see those. You know, it's like, yeah, we need CM Punk. I'm like, really? the dude was Did camped we? for 434 days. Where, where were you then? I mean, you were, you know, you I'm were chanting CM Punk. I'm, but I'm, what did I'm, it I'm do? A, and, and, and I always tell fans this, and it, Punk is just okay to me. It's, it's whatever. It's okay. I mean, his finishing movies and all, but it's not as original. Kenta. 
That was his move. So to go to sleep, yep. I'm glad Punk was gone, because now Kenta, and I forgot what he called him now. Uh, Cadeo, uh, Tommy. Cadeo could finally do his move the way he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Punk chant for over a year. Rangers didn't move an ounce. I'm going to name you three people. Yes, they're part-timers. And one of them is a legend who showed up one time mm-hmm. and beat Punk <laughs> wrestling every day for a year. When Batista came back, <clears throat> ratings went up. When Brock Lesnar came back, when you F5C and at the one of the manias, ratings went up. They was on there for one day. The Raw after Sting showed up at the Survivor Series, ratings went through the roof. That's yep. three. Uh, I mean, Batista will be a WWE legend, we know, and, and, and Brock will be. But that's three, I guess you would say box office names, big names that everybody knows that sells merch. Even shout out to Batista because it's to the point he don't need WWE either because Batista's doing well. Oh, shout no. out to him and The yeah. Rock. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's on a rock he's doing pretty darn well. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. Guardians and, and the kickboxer movies. And all, yeah. So you got Batista, Rock, Batista, Brock, and Sting. Beat Punk, who wrestled every week on Raw and sometimes SmackDown and at pay-per-views back then, right before we went to the network, before he left, and still ain't moved the ratings. And they saw you every day. Yeah, they beat him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think, I think Punk blocked this, too. I think Punk blocked this on Twitter. Really? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think one one of my business partners did a tweet towards him asking him a question. He does that a lot. He's better. He needs the good old Lord, or he needs some kind of deliverance. If he needs the Lord, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a he's a very better man. Yeah. Uh, looking at Reddit here here as you were talking, uh, it was a post submitted a year ago. We'll see him punk ever two commercial draw. Um, it says I know he's. Critically beloved, and that's all I hear about. But for all the complaints, he wasn't pushed enough correctly. Was he truly popular outside the IWC? For Money in the Bank 2011, the pay-per-view buy rate was only 195000 For SummerSlam 2011, his big rematch with Cena during such a hot feud, the rate was 296. 296000 which is kind of terrible for a big four pay-per-view before the network, no? Side note, this was the fourth year decrease in buy rates for the pay-per-view. Uh, and they, you know, can, they were saying that the, the, the buy, so so it basically went from 477000 in 2008 to 269000 in 2011. That's uh, horrible. Wait, was it, was, was 08, was that the one with Orton and Cena for the, for eight, for the, for the 80th time? Was that, was that Cena and Jericho? I'm getting that wrong. I'm over there. Uh, I think Cena. I know Jericho came back in eleven. He, I think he left in two thousand nine. So let me see. Uh, I think oh eight was uh, Cena Orton, if I'm not mistaken. Cena Orton, yeah. Uh, that was only like the two hundredth time he wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Two thousand eight. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive it was uh, Cena Orton, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or it might have been Cena Batista. Yeah, Cena Batista. Oh, Cena Batista, um, yeah. Which is a, wasn't a bad feud. 
08 was Triple H and Kali. Oh, my gosh. That never <laughs> happened. CM Punk and JBL for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Mark Henry. Uh, Matt Hardy beat Mark Henry by disqualification for the ECW Championship. Glamorella defeated Kofi Kingston and Mickey James. So this is a very bad card. Oh, no. uh, Undertaker Edge and Hell in a Cell was pretty good. That was actually a really good. Match. Oh yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was that was a good match. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, yeah. that was the main. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, JBL and Cena. Hell, I mean JBL and Punk. And Punk that match yeah. doesn't. I mean, and I'm a I, I'm a JBL fan. So, especially the wrestler, um, the wrestling god, the SmackDown champ. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That that was that was his best work. But uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> Kylie. Still dreaming yeah, they, they, they have the audacity to to, to push Kali again uh, in 2008. That was funny. Uh, Flavor Week this week is uh, the uh, Evan and I going to give her our top five favorite uh, um, finishing moves. Not necessarily the best finishing moves, but just the most popular finishing moves in our eyes. So uh, we're going to get that. So stay tuned for that uh, real quick. Uh, there's, there's, we got one more before we go to the raw and SmackDown review uh, DDP. Uh, he's uh, interviewed on both of our shows. Uh, the newest member of the WD hall of fame. I was just listening to the interview that I had with him. Uh, so this is two fifty six. It was 193. So it was uh, a while ago. <laughs> it was uh, 190 episode 193. So two fifty six minus one ninety three is what uh, sixty what five episodes ago. Yeah, sixty five. Um, yeah. Uh, so or sixty three episodes. Yeah. So I'm not going to wait. Wait a minute. Two fifty six minus one ninety three. So. In the 60s. Yeah. Sixties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, was that was that right? So yeah, sixty, um, sixty. Yeah, sixty-three. That's what it said. Sixty-three episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, well, fifty-six. Fifty-two weeks in a year. So a year and eleven. Uh, a year and eleven uh, weeks ago. So yeah, that's when I interviewed DDP. So, uh, and he was talking about uh, just the Jake Roberts. Um, you know, yeah, the, the, the Jake Roberts uh, Hall of Fame and, and things like that. It was, uh, yeah, so it was really poignant. It was it was really good. Yeah, it was the end of 2015, yeah, because we were talking about, T, uh, I think I was talking about TLC around that time, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was really fun. Uh, you know, my biggest critique is that DDP, uh, you know, he does kind of live, he just kind of, he does kind of live out what Mark Madden says, you know, DD me. He really likes to put himself over, but uh, uh, really fun nuggets. And he's, you know, yeah. he's changed lives. I, I think there's no doubt at all that he deserves to yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I said this earlier, DDP, um, uh, you know, we, we plug each other's stuff because we brothers. Um, Shane Helms talked about a great DDP story, too. DDP, one, one of my personal favorites that I've met in the business, uh, just a regular guy. The guy can talk. Uh, he can tell a story. And he started so late. I remember watching the man in 91. I, I, I know this vividly. Russell War 91. It was the Freebergs, Jimmy Jam Garvin, and Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes then had to be 40. Him and DDP probably was the same age, 45, whatever it was. 
And I'm like, wait, you know, DDP was a manager. And I'm like, that manager looks kind of old, you know, Teddy Long yeah. and Dean. It's like, wait, you know, did he wrestling at the old school DDP? You know, he had the, the, the bright the bright pastel colors with the cigar and the diamond dolls and him is feeding over the battle bull ring with Eddie. I'm like, this guy's kind of good. He's kind of old. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. he, he just blew up, you know, the diamond cutter and the NWO thing and, yeah, this was great, man. I, DDP, I'm proud of him. Um, glad to have him on my show. I'm glad that we do talk, you know, off air here and there via text. Uh, I text him today. Uh, actually, it's funny. I texted him three weeks ago. I'm going to tell you this off air. He was like, brother, I don't know yet. Um, you know, keep him quiet. <laughs> and uh, we text back and forth today. Congrat- uh, congratulated him. I said, man, I'm proud of you. And, uh, he, you know, he's just so stoked right now. He deserves it, man. It's, and, and, and my man, the boss horse. E.B. Is going oh, to induct yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's going to about that uh, today. He's rumored to induct he, him. Yeah, and, and, and who else better? And Bischoff, I mean, but you're going to get Mac, remember Mac, uh, Max Muscle? You're going to get Max Muscle to induct him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Max Muscle. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. Yeah. The, the original, the, what is it, the, the diamond, uh, uh, what, what was this stud. group? The Diamond Exchange. It was yeah, yeah the Diamond, the yeah, Diamond Stud back in the day, pre pre Razor, Max Muscle, yep, and Kimberly. Yeah, and, and Kimberly, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I you know I, I remember him. I remember him back in like the AWA back in the day yeah. uh, when he when he managed a uh, bad company. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, he, he was, my man, you know, he looked older then. Yeah. 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 Tanaka. He was, um, he was like 40. Uh, well, he was like in his <laughs> early 30s then. He, you know, yeah. I was like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, he won his first, he won his first world championship at 43. And I'm like, man, you know, hey, that, that's usually when people are, are about to hang it up, and he's starting. Right, right. You know, that's that's what inspired me about DDP. Just you know, just really. I mean, he was U.S. champion. You know, uh, late '90s, mid late '90s, and um, had a really good feud with Kurt Hennig, and just uh, him being the him being the chosen one, the chosen one to defy the the, the NWOs. We talked about that on my show. Uh, yeah, December ninth, two thousand fifteen. For those who are listening, uh, I found out found a date, December ninth. So just type in pancakes and power slams, DDP really, and it'll pop up. Uh, but yeah, check that check out that interview. It was a really good interview. Uh, I, I shortened my interviews on purpose because we got so many to talk about. But I think that that interview went about an hour. Um, yeah, it's no it. short interviews with Dallas. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, yeah. It's no short interviews with Dallas. Thank you for I went forty minutes. That. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, very true. Um, yeah, it went long. It went very long, and uh, but it was good. It was it was really yeah. insightful. Uh, so check that out. And uh, yeah, we, we were talking about that just as far as just uh, you know him starting late and just his NWO gimmick and how how over it was and um, and and just him being the the person and he was he was you know sharing how. You know, he was really cool with Eric Bischoff. They were, you know, closest friends. But even Eric Bischoff didn't really believe in him as a top guy because he was getting up there in age. And 
uh, you know, how, you know, Scott Hall really, you know, went to bat for him as far as just uh, he wanted to eat the diamond cutter. He, he, he wanted to be the guy who took, you know, who, who ate that diamond cutter during that segment with the NWO when he, yeah. you know, and like he joined and things like that. And, uh, yeah, he was talking about how, like, week after week after week they were just denying that particular segment. Uh, and then finally, you know, they did it. And uh, it, that was one of the most pivotal moments of his career when he did that. And I think uh, it, it just, it really helped. It was, it was really good. And I think that uh, uh, he, he so, so, so well, so, so richly deserves um, yeah. a, a, a Hall of Fame addiction. And it's really going to be good. I, I really think this is one of the best Hall of Fames that WWE's ever had, really. Um, I think because every cause every now and then, and I wrote about this uh, this week as well. Every now and then, like usually every year, you know, you'll have the the the, the headliner, which is like really cool. You know, no disrespect to Edge, but I don't think he was a good. He- I don't think he should have headlined though. I mean, uh, Hall of Fame, it, you know, perhaps, but headlining, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. And I say this with the Hall of Fame for us. And, us personally, for, for me and you that bust our tail, you know, with us having, you know, we've been blessed to have guest shows and we've had a lot of people on our show and the success that we've had so far, thanks be to the Lord. For us, it's personal because we know we know a lot of these inductees. We had them on our shows. We know these people. We text them. We called them Teddy, DDP, Bischoff, you know what I mean, Angle. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to talk to these people. We got we got to know them. You know, not 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 saying we're best friends. They know who we are. We, you know, we've been on our show, and we know how hard it's been. And and we, you know, it, it really is is happy. Angle, like I said, Angle's always been a my. I always said top three all the time. I always loved Teddy as a manager. DDP's always been my favorite, and, and Bischoff being there, I always loved Bischoff. So, um, and and, and me, and me, you can share this thing. Mm-hmm. If you would have ever thought. That for me, one of the hardest Hall of Fames to watch through will be headlined with our GOAT. Everybody knows this news. We love Sting and Duff. That's our greatest of all time. But getting to Sting was a good yeah, job. Stan, Han- Stan Hansen, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, are you. <laughs> what, is, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> it was hot, and then the Freebirds had to be an hour. I fell asleep <laughs> five times and woke up, and they yeah. still talking and they singing. I'm like, come on! Like, yeah, it was rough. Uh, and, and granted, I, I, Stan Hansen, I, I, I love, always love Stan Hansen, but Stan Hansen kept talking and oh, talking yeah. and talking <laughs> and talking. And I'm like, and I might just go back to watch the Hall of Fame just to laugh. I don't, even, I don't even remember who else got inducted. I just remember Stan Hansen talking for like 80 minutes, boring everyone. I think I caught Triple H dozing off. The Freebirds having a mini movie documentary in the middle of a Hall of Fame. And they start dancing afterwards. Dancing, and Sting, he, you know, our man didn't talk long. Yeah. But it was a great yeah. ending because he said, "It's not goodbye." See you later. Head to bed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Who else got inducted that? Wait, see, I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember that Freebirds, Stan Hansen, born a hell out of everybody in Sting. I don't remember who else. It was rough. Um, 
2016 uh, uh, Godfather was, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was that was my wait, wait, uh, for the first. Wait, you had year. something against the Godfather? Yeah. Like Comedy yeah. Supreme Fighting Machine. <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame. Man. You know, I think Bossman definitely deserved. Oh yeah, yeah, there. yeah, Bossman. Um, yeah, I think Angela. I think his wife was. I mean, that was a really good speech. I really, I was a big fan of that. Jacqueline deserved that? it. Uh, well, uh, his wife. Um, you know, he, of course, he was a posthumous uh, inductee, and his wife spoke, yeah. and his daughters. Yeah. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jacqueline, yeah. yeah, she deserved it. Well, ja- Jacqueline um, never could talk. We 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 clearly realized right. why Jacqueline never should speak. I mean, please yeah. remember her in, in WCW yeah. with the whole, with, with Taskmaster. So and I never understood. Speak. I never understood. I mean, why, why didn't the Dudleys and uh, and and Doctor? I, I didn't understand. Not yet. Not yeah. they, they they could they still still was active. You know, they don't, no, they no, don't no, no, no! I'm saying, why, why did they, why did they induct her? They inducted Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. Why, why did they do that? Um, and then uh, she was the first African American woman to be inducted, so I think that was pretty interesting. Um, and he left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay is. Snoop Dogg was the. That celebrity oh wing is, is for the birds. Yeah. I, I just, hey, President uh, Trump, orange face. He he, a hall of famer. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real real quick, uh, Raw and SmackDown thoughts before we get to the player of the week. Then uh, I honestly I, I didn't didn't get a chance to watch SmackDown at all. I, uh, run some errands. I did get texts texts about uh, Harper against AJ Styles. Okay, um, Raw, the end of Raw, um, Big Show and Strowman was. I enjoyed it, and and, oh, I, yeah. and I love I love how they're building Strowman. He's a heel. Roy Reigns keeps coming out. I, I call it the old Superman thing. Where he's like Superman. You going to get the Deems there? I hate Superman. You going at the Deems there? Uh, General Zod, and he still gets his butt whipped. Well, we know at the yeah. end of the day, Reigns is. And please, if if, if Reigns. Beat Strowman in a clean pinfall. I'm going to lose it. That I mean, you know, it's a typical building the steel, yeah. the steam up. You know, the Hogan, the whole Hogan treatment. You know, you get the the, the heel that you know, yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, I think they've built Strowman. If he lost against Roman cleanly, it, it still wouldn't matter because he's. I mean, he's been built so dominant that I think they're, they're doing a pretty good job with that. Uh, yeah, with Raw, I think Raw was the better show this. I think I think Raw's been the better show the past couple of weeks. Well, SmackDown was that Smack that Triple Threat match was good last week, but uh, Raw's been pretty good this uh, the past couple of weeks. I think. I think Show and Strowman was. I think that should have happened at at, at uh, WrestleMania. That that match was very good. I mean, yeah, you know, ba- based yeah. on you know what they were working with, I think it was. I think it was great. And uh, building yeah, yeah. Shack. it's building us uh, to Shaq. Yeah, see, Shaq that's cool. the thing. I'd rather see that match, and that would have put Strowman over, you know, at a WrestleMania than than Big Show and Shaq. I think it just means nothing. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that at all. This went for Strowman and Henry. Henry. Well, they did that last <laughs> week. So, yeah, they did last I mean, week, right? Yeah, they really don't have anybody for Strowman. I think they should have waited for a show. I really think they should have should have waited. Uh, and then 
for a SmackDown real quick. We only got a few minutes. Uh, uh, for SmackDown, it was decent, but it hasn't, you know, it, it wasn't all that. Um, the controversial finish is, is interesting. I mean, it, 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 it extends it a week, so I, I guess it's okay. But, I mean, I'm glad. Luke Harper was my pick anyways. I think Luke Harper should be there. Uh, I think he could be a fantastic baby face to opposite uh, Donald, uh, to, uh, Bray Wyatt. Um I would be okay with the Wyatt family triple threat match at uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. That'd be a great be, opportunity yeah. for Luke Harper. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I wish it's not a blow away because I mean they're they're doing the whole Shane McMahon AJ and they're kind of putting some fillers in there. I hope AJ doesn't. I hope it's not a blow away. I think I hope it's not a matter of just AJ winning and somehow it doesn't matter. I rather I would rather. For Harper to win the thing, you know, to the, they're doing the, a match between the two next week. Um, so I, I would love for Harper to win that. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the flavor of the week. We only got a few minutes. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the flavor of the week. Your five uh, most popular uh, finishing moves, Evan. Who you got? Uh, five gonna surprise you. Um, shake right on roll, hunky something, man. Huh. Simple, but just loved it. Um, <laughs> uh, full back to be sweet your music. Uh, just easy, did it. Uh, three diamond cutter, just easy to do. Uh, two would be uh, spear jackhammer, could just look awesome. And of course, number one being by Scorpion Death Drop. When he did that move, oh, the crowd popped. Yes. We used to Loved do that it. stuff in school. Instagram people <laughs> born in the gym. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Uh, I, the Scorpion Death Drop and the Diamond Cutter um, was uh, the two of the most moves that I would do the most. Uh, and then you know what's so funny? I would get I was I would always get people when I was in high school. Well actually a little bit after high school, I was in college. Uh, a bunch of friend of mine's were uh, a bunch of fr- friends of mine would all would all just come together and wrestle and I would just you know just land uh, the uh, remember Reno from WCW he would roll the dice. Yeah. And yeah, I would just I would sense that in and just wham, just lock it in and whip that man. I, it was it was funny. I got stories for days as far as uh, people who were victims of uh, me rolling yeah, the dice. Back yeah, stories. I got them too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but real quick, my five. Um, this goes by just popularity. This just the move. In conjunction with the wrestler, uh, the fine elbow drop of uh, the Macho Man, Randy yeah. Savage, you know, yeah, uh, the Dig Rock Bottom. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a good. I've never been a big consistent Rock fan. Um, actually, I've not liked him more than I've liked him throughout his career. But I think the Rock Bottom is just, you know, I think it, it's such a, uh, a quick snap move. You know that it can come from anywhere. Um, that that you know, I'm putting them up here. Uh, number three, you know, when you think of figure, figure four or leg lock, it's synonymous with Ric Flair. Yeah, Ricky Flair. Absolutely, that that figure four leg lock is just Even synonymous though the with is more synonymous, but yeah. 
Yeah, player. yeah. The chop is certainly synonymous, uh, you know, with uh, the fans. But yeah, the figure four leg lock. I mean, he's not the originator of it, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely put it on the map as far as popularity wise. And then number two is uh, the Stone Cold Stunner. That was another move that I, I used to always stun people in high school. I tell you what, like. <laughs> Don't it was one of those DTA you know don't trust anybody uh, philosophies during the attitude era I was in high school um, and yeah I, you would turn around and eat a stunner like nobody's business uh, and then uh, number one for me uh, was just the Hulk Hogan leg drop is is as, as, as plain as, as a move that was. You know, as a kid, I always remember, like, you know, Sting is my favorite all time. Uh, you know, Hogan's not even in my top five, actually. I mean, he's in my top ten, perhaps, but not even my top five. But Hogan, as a kid, you know, I remember, man, he was he was the man. And that, that leg drop, you know, when he would hit that leg drop, he had some elevation to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he would make it work. <laughs> cool. Awesome show as always. Uh, let the listeners know where to find uh, Under the Mat Radio. So you can find Under the Mat Radio on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Under the Mat Radio. Find us on YouTube, Under the Mat Radio page. Please subscribe to it. Facebook, Under the Mat Radio like page, group page. Also email us at Under the Mat Radio at gmail.com. Under the Mat Radio Instagram. And don't forget to check us out. Uh, Gregory, I'm sorry, Shane Helms interview we just did tonight. Please check that out, BlossomRadio.com and on YouTube by Friday. Awesome. And once again, thank you to Scott Flash Norton for being on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Evan, as always, every week. I enjoy it thoroughly. Honor. It would be an honor. <laughs> but my spot. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show again. Again, follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and like the uh, Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, 256 episodes. This is another one, successful one. This is Chris Featherstone, Crave Wrestling, signing off. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. You all have a great night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.